Welcome to another episode of the Enneagram Mom. I'm so grateful to have you here. Last week, I started talking about chronotypes, and a lot of people were super excited, and a lot of people were super confused by it, and that's okay. So today, I wanted to talk about specifically how to utilize your chronotype, especially when I posted the schedule. So many people were like, this is very, very overwhelming. That's okay. That was just giving you the basic rundown on how to use your chronotype and get back into that secret synchronization of your life that your body naturally needs. And so there are some adjustments that need to be made. But the first I always say is to start with out with the wake up times and the going to bed times. That's going to help you in so many ways. Like I got home and I was feeling off and I'm like, it's because I have not been following my sleep and wake times. So just following those or just moving things within an hour, a half an hour closer is going to get your body in a better rhythm to synchronize. Now, everything on those schedules for your specific times are put there for a specific reason. And that is the coolest part is all like the scientific data behind each of those reasons. But again, if it's overwhelming or so many people are like, well, I have a job where I have to be there at seven. So what do I do? And so honestly, just trying to get as close as possible to following your schedule is going to help you. And you're like, oh, but I'm still so tired all the time because I'm not on a regular schedule right now. Again, getting as close as possible is going to give you more energy than you've ever had before. So everything that I am talking about comes from the book, The Power of Win, which is by Michael Bruce. Um, and I will have this in the show notes below if this is something you really want to dive into. So let's talk about how to use, utilize your chronotype schedule starting now. First, let's start with the sleep and wake times of each chronotype. First, starting off with the dolphins. So most dolphins really suffer with insomniac type tendencies and they always feel like they don't catch up. So typically at 6.30 in the morning, someone will wake up that's a dolphin and say like, I'm too tired and too wired to fall back to sleep. So I'm too tired to fall asleep too tired to be awake, but I'm too wired to fall back asleep. So they might sit in bed tossing and turning during that time. So it's actually optimal for a dolphin at that point to get up and to move. So it says your blood pressure, body temperature, and cortisol levels are low. So use exercise to turn them up. It might be the last thing you want to do when sapped up by a sleep inertia, that groggy just woke up feeling, but do it anyways. I tell patients to roll out of bed right onto the floor and do 100 crunches, then flip over and do 20 push-ups. And I would not be doing that, but move your body. In just five minutes, your heart rate will go up, which your muscle stress, which is a good kind, raises your cortisol level levels. During the first five minutes of your day, you flip your physiology from exhausted to energized. Ideally, you'll get a 25-minute workout in, but even a few minutes of cardio will help. If possible, get five to 15 minutes of direct sunlight to activate your SCN during your workout or your cool down. Okay, so what is cortisol? So cortisol is the naturally occurring steroid hormone that plays a key role in the body's stress response. So it's often called the stress hormone. So it's best known roles. What it allows to function is your blood pressure regulation, your glucose metabolism, your immune function, your inflammatory response, and your insulin release. So it's helping you to figure out and 
be able to piece it all together like your fight or flight response. So if you have a low cortisol level, which dolphins are naturally prone to having a low cortisol level, then you're going to have a hard time with immune function, inflammatory response, all of these different things. So if we are getting that um, cortisol level to rise higher for a dolphin in the morning, that's going to boost your immune system, your inflammatory response, your insulin release, your blood pressure regulation. So it's good for you to get moving straight out of bed and at that time frame at 6.30 in the morning. And I know a lot of you are thinking, I already feel just so freaking exhausted and groggy. That's fine. It's gonna take, like seriously, it's gonna take a little bit for your body to get into this natural groove. But he talks about that even with dolphins, he has made this work so dolphins can get more sleep than they've ever had before. So he specifically said in this, if possible, get five to 15 minutes of direct sunlight to activate your SCN during your workouts or cool down. So your SCN is this nucleus. I'm not even going to try to say the name, you guys. Again, I'm not like a scientist. (laughs) This is just stuff that fascinates me. And I want to share it in a way that makes it easy for you to understand. And for myself, honestly, I literally just Googled something and wrote after it made easy. Okay. I want to make this as easy as possible for me to understand and for you to understand. Okay. Um, so this nucleus, it's the structure that's no node located in the hypothalamus and it It is the pacemaker of your circadian timing system. So it is the kind of the starter of your circadian rhythms in your body. So once you get that SCN, your nucleus going, your body's going to start to recognize like, oh, this is the time that I should be waking up because that's what your body is craving. Now, there's so many more steps to a dolphin's day, but we're just going to focus today specifically on going to bed and waking up. So the dolphin, for a dolphin to go to bed, um, what they're going to do is typically at about 8.30 to 10.30, a dolphin's going to be like, I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm going to go to bed early to catch up but it doesn't work. When you lay down, your brain goes haywire. You think of all the things you should be doing. You might scroll through Facebook or Instagram. You might watch a movie or be on your phone to kind of fight off the insomnia. So he says during this time from about 8.30 to 10.30, the post-dinner hours are all about relaxation. Direct your evening energy surge towards something purposeful, not non-engaging, to soothe and quiet your minds. Watch with your family or go out to a movie, take a walk and get ice cream, more carbs, go ahead and clean out the drawer or whatever chore to the task takes a hold of your mind. But do it with the awareness that you have to stop at 1030. No matter what, if you meet a friend for a drink or have a glass of wine, make sure your last swallow is by nine o'clock p.m. Alcohol can disrupt your sleep and you need to give your body adequate time to metabolize the alcohol out of your system before bedtime. So that's between 8.30 to 10.30. He says by 10.30, be ready to go to bed. So from 10.30 to 11.30, he says, typically you are still lying awake in bed. You start to get frustrated. You start to get anxious because you're not falling asleep. You're looking at the clock time and then it's just making it harder and harder to sleep because you have anxiety that you're not asleep yet. 
So you'll think of something important. You'll wake up your husband to talk about it and it doesn't go well. So what he says is from 1030 to 1130 is what's known as your power down. Using electronics at night makes it harder to fall asleep. The blue wavelength light emissions suppress your melatonin secretions. Avoid any blue light by turning off all your screens, including your phone at 1030 p.m. I call it the power down hour. If you must watch TV, dim the brightness, make sure the picture's at least 10 feet away from your eyes. In fact, dim all the lights in the house to sit to stimulate the production and release of melatonin. I recommend special light bulbs that have been created to filter out your blue light. Meanwhile, shift your focus to the non-screen activities that lower cortisol levels. We want them to lower so you can go to sleep and your blood pressure. If cleaning or organizing engages your brain, and I know it does, you have to stop that now. (laughs) A great idea is to take a hot shower or bath to help lower your core body temperature, engage in quiet, casual conversations, cuddle, meditate, do some low intensity stretching. What bores you to death? You do it right now. Do some low intensity stressing. Oh, I already said that. Um, What gets your juices flowing? Avoid it. Your wandering mind should be not be checking emails that could excite or irritate you or scroll through Facebook and click cool links. I discourage insomniacs from reading biographies or memoirs at night. Among my patients, nonfiction tends to be more mentally engaging than fiction. So a novel is a safer choice during this time. So read something tedious and boring like a computer instruction manual. Just don't turn on the computer. So this is what we got going on from 10 to 1130. A dolphin's going to sit and try to relax their body and be in that power down hour. So their body will start naturally creating the melatonin it should to go to sleep. So by 1030, typically you're still lying awake. You're lying awake in that anxiety of I'm not falling asleep yet. Now I'm stressed about it. What if I don't get enough sleep so I can't handle the next day? So At 10.30, he says you should go to bed. Dolphins should not get into bed until now. Except for 8 p.m. sex, don't spend any time in bed before now. Don't hang out or watch TV there. Don't read in bed. You must learn to associate bed with sex or sleep only. Once in bed, try progressive muscle relaxation or counting backwards from 300 by threes. If you are not asleep in 20 minutes, get up and sit in the chair in a in a chair in the dark for 15 minutes before returning to bed to fall asleep again. Repeat these 20 minutes in 15 minutes out cycles. The strategy is called stimulus control. The concept is to avoid the buildup of anxiety just from laying there. You might have a few bad nights using this strategy, but eventually it'll help lower your anxiety and your blood pressure in bed and will yield a more continuous quality of rest. So you're getting out of bed every 15 minutes and sitting there in the dark for 20 minutes so that your body starts to recognize when I'm in bed, the melatonin kicks in and that is where I sleep. Okay, so then he goes through the phases that each each step you go through once you actually fall asleep, if you have taken these steps to actually get an amount of sleep. So he says, typically from 6.30 to 7.30, you wake up tired and you vow to go bed early tonight if you can just get through the day on fumes. So optimally, this is what you're going to start to get to as you start to train your mind. You wake up refreshed. If dolphins can get a solid six hours 
hours with adequate time in all three phases of sleep, their bodies and brains are rested and will fit and are fit to face the challenges of the day. On weekends, still get up at your scheduled wake time, even if you think you can sleep longer. Sleeping in is a trap for two reasons. One, it won't do you any good. You need deep, physically restorative phase one sleep called Delta sleep, which you can get only at the beginning of the night. Extending the last third of sleep won't make you feel any better. And two, sleeping in will dismantle your carefully constructed chronorhythm. Remember, dolphins thrive on consistency, which includes a consistent wake-up time every day, even on weekends and vacations. Otherwise, you'll push your whole day out of sync. You won't be able to fall asleep at midnight, setting off a chain reaction that you know too well. If not sleeping at night and dragging all day, called social jet lag, if you ride a rise consistently and are active throughout the day, taking periodic walks, I guarantee the quality of your sleep will be significantly improved and will boost your day-to-day energy with sharpness far more than an extra hour of REM sleep on Sunday, which by the way is usually lighter sleep and it's not particularly refreshing. So he says in this first week when you are starting to learn to go through your chronotype, establish a consistent wake up and bedtime, elevate your heart rate upon waking with exercise, wean yourself off caffeine after 1 p.m. It doesn't help you wake up. It can actually affect your ability to fall asleep at night and start switching to an herbal tea. So that is the challenges for a dolphin in that first week. All right, now we are jumping to the exact opposite. We are going to head over to the lion. So typically a lion from about like 530 to six, as soon as they open their eyes, they're ready to get moving. They are like, okay, let's go. They put on their sneakers to get in a run, something to move their body. So optimally, the first thing a lion should do from about 5.30 to 6 is wake up, eat, and hydrate. They have surging cortisol levels that make them not be able to sit still. And naturally, they want to move. But actually, your exercise is going to increase that cortisol level and your heart rate, which makes you even more alert. You want to save your exercise for the afternoon. However, you can get a much needed energy boost when you're lagging because that's that's why there's specific times that say like to exercise. It's not like you want to exercise during that time. That's the time that your um, cortisol levels are going to dip. You're going to be tired. And so if you exercise during that time, it's going to boost everything and give you that burst of energy throughout the day that you naturally either lean towards caffeine or you take a nap during. So if you see, save your exercise for the afternoon, you get that energy boost you're looking for. So instead of hitting the road while it's dark or going to work out on your exercise bike or hitting the gym, instead, what you're going to want to do is go to the kitchen and eat breakfast, usually within 30 minutes of waking up. You drink two glasses of water after you eat, and with a full stomach, you won't be tempted to exercise. Lions tend to make healthy choices food-wise, so they recommend a high-protein, low-carb breakfast for fuel at the start of your busy morning. So he talks about trying to stay up for as long as possible till 10 p.m. So the reason he is talking about that is because if a lion gets too much sleep, so say they decide to go to bed at like 9 p.m., then by the next morning they are they're going to actually end up getting too much sleep, which is going to make them groggy. So it's really important that a lion tries to stay up till about 10 p.m. So 
He says that at 10 p.m. you downshift. You advise he advises the lions to be in their home environment by 10 p.m. Prepare for 10:30 bedtime by turning off the blue light. Oh my goodness. Blue wavelength lights from phone, tablets, and monitors, or use the special light bulbs. Computer screens will suppress melatonin secretions and delay the onset of sleep. Yes, even for lions. It's okay to watch TV at this hour as long as the monitor's at least 10 feet away from your eyeballs. So from 10.30 to 1.30. So since you are trying to push your limits to stay up later than usual, you should be able to pretty much fall asleep immediately because you are so tired. So that's okay. That's the reason you're trying to push off your sleep is for later so that you aren't waking up at like 2.30 in the morning energized and ready to go. We want to make sure that there's a balance between both worlds. Your week one challenge is to eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking up and exercise in the early evening, not in the early morning. All right, bears. Bears, the world kind of naturally fits to a bear. I mean, seeing as how like 55% of the population's bears, no wonder like the workspace, everything's kind of been created to revolve around the bear. But unless you don't have extra weight, what did he say? As long as you aren't carrying extra pounds, as long as you feel energized throughout the day and have like a lively social life, then you're not following your chronotype that it's going to be enhancing you the way that you can use the chronotypes to enhance yourself. So let's talk about their wake up time. So typically the alarm goes off at 7 a.m. <laughs> this was me this morning, you guys. I'm not perfect yet. Even though I'm teaching it, I am still learning as I go. So typically the alarm goes off at 7 a.m. I hit snooze a couple times and then I get up to start my day. So optimally, so you wake up and it says to wake up and have sex. So early in the morning, your testosterone is really high and your desire is really strong. You might not be fully alert, but initiating sex upon waking up is an excellent way to be active, elevate your heart rate, and raise your core body temperature. Also, the boost of oxytocin in the morning will carry you throughout your whole day on a cloud of positive vibes, peace, and joy. So if you can't do this, you can still jump up and exercise for a few minutes, just to whatever it takes, similar to the dolphin, get up, get your body moving for even five minutes. You just want to boost that oxytocin. You want to boost your cortisol level levels. So you have that energy to go through the morning. So if you can exercise outside, he says to Go exercise outside because the exposure to sunlight is going to help you feel more alert. And if you have kids to get ready in the morning for school, do just a quick five minutes of sit-ups, push-ups, whatever it takes just to get your body in that rhythm to wake up. So we've now we woke up. So throughout the day, at the end of the day for bedtime for a any or an Enneagram bear, a chronotype bear. So what happens is at about, oh, hold on. Sorry. That was 10 AM, not 10 PM. Um, at 10 PM is when you start your power down hour. So this is from 10 to 11. What you're going to do is at 10 PM, you start shutting down your screens. Stop. You stare at the blue 
if you are staring at the blue wavelength light on your phone or tablet at this hour, it suppresses your melatonin secretion and it will keep you awake. Instead, it says to read a book, to stretch and meditate, or to have sex during this time. So this is all going to help your body to start the melatonin that your body naturally needs. And I will say when I first was doing this, it was like, oh, it's 10 and I still had energy during that time. But now trying to follow this, my body is ready to go to bed at 10. Like it can, it can just sense it. I'm ready for bed. And I've noticed I used to take like one milligram of um, melatonin. And I mean, I still sometimes do because that just gets my body to naturally start using the melatonin. So I'll do that just a one melatonin, but I've noticed that my body will start producing it. I'll have the same exact feelings as when I take a melatonin because my body is ready for bed. And even if I get in bed by like 1030, so I'm like getting ready for bed, I'll get in bed by 1030. I'll like start reading my book and I'm like, it's going to take me forever to fall asleep. I have a Kindle. It'll take me forever to fall asleep, I think. And then by like, I don't even know, by 8.45 or 10.45 to like 10.50, I am ready for bed every single night. So some things for the bear to do in their first week of trying this is set a consistent wake time and sleep time. Shift your biggest meal from dinner to breakfast. All right, now we are on the wolf's chronorhythm. So from 7 to 7.30, normally a wolf will be like, I wake up to the alarm and hit the snooze button two or three times. It's like I'm still dreaming when I throw back the covers. So they wake up really, really groggy in the morning. So the optimal thing for a wolf is to set two morning alarms. The first wakes you up, the second goes off 20 minutes later. So during those 20 minutes, you kind of lie in this semi-consciousness and ride the waves of your REM sleep while your mind tries to consolidate and restore. So in this half-dream state, you're firing on all cylinders creatively and might drift into a brilliant idea. But when the when the second alarm goes off, quickly jot down or vo- voice memo anything that comes to your mind. If you use voice memo, speak slowly. Another benefit of the 20-minute drift is at 7 a.m. your body temperature hasn't written risen significantly enough yet for movement. So you wait in your bed will give you that time to heat up and make your morning easier to take in. So you might not have time to drift, but take away the time that you would normally like shower, whatever it is in that morning. And you're going to shift that into your drifting time. Remember, all of these times have a reason and they tie into other things throughout the day. But this one, we are just focusing on your wake up time and your bed times. So about 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., this is when you'll be having the most fun. This is when you're in the best mood all day. So about 11 to 12 p.m., um, normally a wolf would be still going. They'd still watch a show, read an article. Um, they start to worry about like, oh, I probably should be going to bed soon, but they still feel wide awake. So he says during this time, unplug. So using those screens again, it will help. It will suppress the melatonin release, which will keep you awake. So you're going to shut down all your screens at about 11 p.m. And you're going to spend the hour before you're ready for bed meditating, reading, stretching. This is a meditation time for you that is a second peak in your creativity. So you should also probably shower or take a bath during the night. It'll help you to fall asleep. So passive heating, taking a hot shower or bath will help lower your core body temperature and it'll signal your brain to release the melatonin and that will start your engine of sleep. 
So at 12 o'clock, normally you're lying in bed, listening to your husband sleeping, starting to wonder, oh my gosh, what if I don't fall asleep? What if I don't have enough sleep? And I don't like, I won't be able to function tomorrow. So you start to get anxious. But if you're following this schedule, you'll be going to bed by 12 o'clock and it will help you adjust your eating, showering, coffee, alcohol pattern, exercise, and your screen time. You'll be able to fall asleep by like 1230 and it might take a couple weeks, but you will get there. So you are able to function on, what is that, like seven, seven and a half hours of sleep. Your body will naturally lean towards that. So I hope that helps. And I mean, I'm going to go into even more depth of each of those, but I feel like if you were just, oh, I forgot to say, so Wolf's your first week challenge is to not forget to eat breakfast, get five to 15 minutes of direct sunlight within an hour of waking up and wean yourself off morning coffee. That's going to be the first step for the wolf. Anyways, I hope this was super helpful for you. I wanted something where you feel like it's doable because that's so many people are like, this is absolutely impossible. I don't know how people do this. Again, you're making this work for you because this is going to actually help you in the long run. And that's what we want. We want to have a healthy body, a healthy life. And that takes getting some of these adjustments to work for us and our bodies to work for us instead of against us. So I hope this helped you. Thank you so much for listening. If you do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Amazon. That would mean the world to me and I greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next time on the Enneagram Mom.